Digging into the music charts gender gap with data scientist Josh Hayes. Good morning, it's Jason here at Chartmetric with your three-minute data dump where we usually upload charts, artists, and playlists into your brain so you can stay up on the latest in the music data world. This is your data dump for Friday, April 19th, 2019. Today, we're going to do something a little more in-depth and different. Um, a few days ago, Chartmetric released a blog article about the gender gap in the music charts to include Billboard, Spotify, Apple Music, charts, and also kind of the charts and different behaviors across country boundaries and also genres. Check it out. The article link is in the show notes. But first, let me introduce the author of the piece, data scientist and newest team member of Chartmetric, Josh Hayes. Hey, how's it going? What's up, Josh? Um, not much, not much. Um, let's see, so Josh is a data science doctoral fellow, is that correct? Uh, well, I was, but yeah, I finished that. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, also a sociology PhD from UC Davis, uh, with additional degrees from Stanford and Michigan State. Yeah, I like to uh, move around, so. <laughs> you, like, you like the knowledges. I sure do. You I like sure the knowledges. Um, and he is neck deep also currently in data science projects, uh, working for the team, right? That's right, and there's so much cool stuff to work on. It's, uh, it's really exciting. Yeah. There's so many things I want to do. Okay, yeah. excited to have you. Um, so for people who haven't read the article that we released uh, a few days ago that you uh, auteured, uh, can you just briefly summarize kind of what the gist of it was? Yeah, so I was reading Billboard magazine, and there's been a couple different instances where they touted how well women are doing in the charts. And I, you know, as I was reading it, the, he the headline's really big, and you see it, and you get very excited. You're like, oh, that's awesome. And reading it more closely, you see that they're really only looking at the top position only. That's all they're measuring. And then their language is a little more vague of like, you know, they're killing it on the charts, but they're talking about the top position. So I was more interested in how gender representation was looking across the entire charts, like all 100 songs. And also thinking about the change of streaming music and if that's changing the industry. So I wanted to look at charts that were streaming and the billboard charts. So I just wanted to kind of round out like what I'd been hearing about gender and music. Yeah, and generally speaking, you know, once you kind of went in on that subject, uh, what were kind of like your main, I don't know, findings? Yeah, well, so the first big finding, and uh, it's like the first visualization you see if you open the article too, is just how stark the gender divide is. So uh, there's all these uh, headlines that are like, women are doing great. They're like uh, climbing more and more equality. There's all these graphs that look really good. But again, that's looking at just like the top slice of uh, successful artists. And so when you're looking at the full charts, the picture is a little more grim. Uh, and so that's, that was maybe the first surprising insight for okay. me. Um, one thing that I noticed, like, that I, I found was really interesting was this, the was, uh, this, you noticed how, you know, you compared across as, like, the past year and a half, was it, of data points? Yeah, depending on, uh, the platforms, because one of the challenges of this, too, is that we had Billboard data for 20 years, we had Spotify data for a year and a half, and Apple Music for just a couple months, and yeah, so. Yeah, just a couple months. Um, but even, even with just the shortened amount of Apple Music data we had, um, you, you found almost like this converging of kind of this converging balance of male versus female um, kind of tracks on any of those three charts um, in like the past few months, which I found really interesting. So I was just wondering if you could just expand on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and that was really exciting. Um, and one of the cool things was when I first saw that graph, uh, because the trend lines are, are kind of... Uh, smooth or not that significant every single day, but when you like zoom out and you look across the past couple years, there seems to me to be like a pretty significant 
trend. And uh, I was thinking about that in regards to you showed me a graph mm -hmm. of how revenue is changing in the music industry right, and right. how the past couple of years it's been like revolutionizing or radically changing. Yeah. And so I think that we are at like a very interesting uh, turning point maybe where the, the patterns that we've been used to seeing or the, the status quo like could actually be changing a lot and really fast. And that graph combined with the one you showed me that, like kind of hit that home. Yeah, so like it, it, in the middle of the article you kind of go into um, N not just like a pure like balance of like, hey, he's a top 100 artist on the Spotify chart. Um, how many are female, how many are male? You actually, eventually, like as a, as a second part of the piece, you go into what place they were. Um, the track, like, you know, track, track in first place doesn't mean the same as track in 100th place. Right, and, right. And um, there's this kind of really cool connection you have where it's like, you know, the amount of spins or listens or, I mean, you could really link that back ultimately to, like, digital streaming revenue. Like, if you're in the top 10, like, that's, like, awesome. And then if you're in the bottom 90, um, you're almost at the same, like, like, plateau, if you will, if you kind of graphed that on, like, an X and Y axis. And so um, I was kind of just curious what your thoughts were in terms of, What's up with that kind of like heavy leaning on towards like the, the, the top five or top 10 and the kind of the implications that might have for like the, the gender gap? Yeah, I think this is something that's a, a challenge for anybody who's working with, uh, with data or figures like out in the real world is, um, and you really see it when you look at, there's a chart that's on the, in the article about the amount of streams that you get per rank. And the top 10 are so, so high, like so much higher compared to the rank 50. And then rank like 70 is actually pretty close to 100. And I don't think that like normal human minds kind of conceptualize that well. Yeah. And so when you hear somebody, like if your friend came to you and was like, oh, I hit number 70 on the charts, you'd be like, that's amazing. And then they're like, oh, now I'm like 60. You'd be like, whoa, you've made like so much crazy progress. But jumping even from spot five to spot four is so much harder than right. going from like 70 to 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Age 20 rule. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that's one of the the challenges about understanding the uh, say like inequality or distribution or success or anything that we're looking at with the industry is uh, you have to kind of keep that weird sliding scale in mind. And I think it's really easy to forget that and start thinking just like oh, you know, one to two, two to three, fifty yeah. to fifty one. Mm -hmm. um, but there is that like exponential growth of competition, uh, which is also partly why it's so fascinating that how much women are doing like amazingly. They hit number yeah. one all the time, and that is so hard. Yeah. And uh, it, you know they do it pretty frequently, so yeah. that's also really interesting. Um, and then this is like definitely one trend that you found that I thought was I, I didn't really know what to make of it, but I think it's really fascinating. Is like. Between all three, like, data sources, which was, like, what, is like, 900,000 data points that you had over... Yeah. Uh, there were two kind of main different analyses, and I think one was, like, 400,000 data points, and the other was 900,000. So it depends which one we're talking about, but... Okay. Um, like, this trend of uh, how, th like, the, 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 the female artist tracks were very, like, volatile. Like, in terms of, like, 
if they weren't there, like they were not there. But like when the tracks were on the charts, it, they were like w number one, or they were hitting like the top ten, like hardcore. It's either they were there in the top whatever positions, or they were just like not even there. So I was just kind of at home, almost like like the the, the tracks by male artists were kind of like this almost like norm, like this baseline. And they were kind of, they're always there. Like, they're always, like, <laughs> occupying, like, the, the, like the bottom yeah. 50 to 100 of, like, you know, of any chart, wherever um, it may exist. And I was just kind of curious um, what are kind of, like, the, what your kind of, you know, speculations on, you know, we're obviously not outfitted to do complete, like, market research on, on this kind of stuff. But, like, what your kind of thoughts, especially with your background in sociology, were in terms of, like, that kind of norm versus like a very volatile, like we're here and being awesome or just not here at all. Yeah, and the, um, the most interesting thing I think related to that, uh, and I, I mentioned it in the article, so if you go back, you can see me say like, this is really exciting, uh, is that you do have that effect where there's so many fewer women that when they're doing, when a female artist is doing great, like the, the average for women is really, really high. Right. And then when attention moves to some other songs, then the average drops really low. And that's kind of hinged on just a few key artists. Um, but recently, that dynamic has been shifting on Apple Music. And you can see like as, as women's average is shifting, men's average is shifting also. And that they're becoming more connected means that women are, are like carrying more weight and so when they've experienced a shift, now it's actually like starting to have an impact on, on men's side of things too. And that's a little different from maybe patterns we've seen before mm -hmm. and exciting that, so to be able to identify that things are, are shifting uh, is always to me like a cool, cool thing, like to have that kind of insight. Right, so, I, so this, this one, I love how you pointed out in the data that like when February of this year, um, Ariana Grande dropped her her latest album, and it was kind of like the sea change in a bit, in in so many words, maybe in terms right, of like right. once once that album dropped, like um, female artists were like killing it, like much more than last year, and and you know any data that we had prior to that, mm -hmm. um, and with uh, the possible exception of when Taylor Swift released her album, and then you know that was huge too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. fair. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, could you, is there anything to explain there in terms of like, do you think it's just mere coincidence that like once, you know, those, you know, I guess either of those albums dropped and it became like a thing? Because it's not like we haven't had superstar female artists before ever. It's, right, it's, obviously right. it's a ridiculous notion. But what is, do you think maybe it was also kind of like a coincidental, you know, streaming as just generally speaking as a platform has matured enough to the point where it's like starting to truly reflect the demographics of its listeners maybe? Uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious what you're... I think that's entirely possible, and I think that's kind of the open question that everybody is really interested in right now is because streaming is becoming so much more significant and prevalent, is that changing the way that people listen to music? And maybe it's because fans have a more direct path to listening to what they want to, or, um, or maybe who can release uh, their own music and you know, bringing down barriers there. And so I don't think that we have like an answer for that yet, but I think we're starting to get enough trends in the data to say that, you know, people are raising eyebrows and being like, this is something that we should be paying attention to. So I think it is changing the, the landscape, for yeah. lack of a better word, yeah. around Fair music. Enough. So one of the things I thought that was really interesting was how at the end of the article, you broke out genres in terms of male and female uh, distribution on the charts. 
by country. And we did the top five countries, right? Um, it was the U.S., Japan, Germany, the U.K., and France. And then, you know, across the different platforms on top of that, like what were, you know, what was the distribution of male and female tracks on the charts? And I just kind of was curious about what your kind of big takeaways were from that and maybe what, what was maybe expected or maybe what was least expected that really surprised you. Yeah, so we wanted to look at the top music markets, and I think what maybe was surprising was that in almost every case, the United States did kind of stand out, um, even across every genre. So um, you can't make a lot of sweeping generalizations about how across genre and country that there are these patterns. Like, they do vary a lot by by place and by genre. Maybe uh, I, I listen to a fair amount of country music, so the country genre like really interested me, especially because Japan like stood out. As, that was crazy. As like listening when you, to yeah, when when you wrote about that, I was just like, what? That is right. So Japan's, cool. Japan like, it's like listens super cool. to like eighty three percent female yeah. country artists, right? Yeah. And a lot of these patterns that I when I identified them, I I would go to the charts themselves and actually kind of verify that. Uh, you know, what was going on. And in Germany and Britain and France, people are listening to a lot of female country musicians, and there tend to be classic acts like the Dixie Chicks or Dolly Parton or Shania Twain, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're also listening to Johnny Cash and... Um, <laughs> can't think of his name. No. <laughs> okay. um, listening to like classic male acts as well. Garth Brooks. Uh, sure, yeah, Garth Brooks. <laughs> there. Um, but in Japan, the the men like just don't make it over. It's pretty much in Japan, people are only listening to Taylor Swift. Yeah, and just just if you haven't seen the article, um, you know the U.S. the the it's ninety three percent male. Whereas in Japan, the the the, the distribution was eighty three percent female. Right, which and, is like uh, huge visually. You can obviously the the huge difference between those two markets. I just thought that was right. Unrelated to the the article, but uh, just a, a factoid that we found looking at some other stuff too is how popular Eric Church is in touring. He's one of like the most lucrative touring acts right hmm. now. Um, so the the kind of a whole scene for country musicians in the U.S. I think is a different uh, different landscape than elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Hip hop, uh, unsurprisingly, maybe unfortunately, like <laughs> very, very male dominated. Right, um, and I feel like countries that have a stronger hip hop scene, that disparity gets worse. So mm. France and the U.S. Uh, both have pretty vibrant hip hop scenes, and then women are struggling really hard in those countries. Mm -hmm. With the exception of Cardi B, of course. With the exception of Cardi B, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then. With Latin music, uh, I guess more of the same trend, maybe a little bit um, like softer of a... Yeah, maybe different from hip-hop. With Latin music, I found that there were just a small number of artists that kind of had a lockdown on the vast majority of the charts. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for anybody other than just that small group to get on those charts. And those people happen to be male, but... Uh, with like hip hop or country, you know, there's a lot of people competing for those slots and moving in and moving out, and the Latin music seemed more, uh, more. Some people on the charts had those positions more fortified. Mm -hmm. And then uh, pop, it was uh, pretty, pretty, pretty similar across the five different markets, right? Um, it looks here like 
anywhere from, let's see, 34% to almost half in the UK um, were female in terms of kind of like for Apple Music's kind of rankings, right? Yeah, and that kind of fits with what we've seen before with uh, female and female artists and success that if if you're a female singer and you want to be successful, you probably want to be a pop singer. And right. that tends to work really well. It's almost so. like that's maybe like what's expected. Right. Like the, like the really awesome female singer um, who's just supposed to be like looking awesome and being a superstar. Like that's like almost like a model of that of like what we expect. As yeah. opposed to seeing like this really like, you know, masculine and tough like rapper um, for example, or, you know, I know we didn't do metal, but like maybe hardcore like metal artists, like maybe it just doesn't fit kind of like this kind of traditional model of like what, um, you know, we would expect. Um, That's such a good insight. I'm going to go do the metal graph right now. <laughs> We're done here. Baby I, metal, I man. It's that. all about baby metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I think with the, the rising trends that we've seen over the past two years or so, especially, kind of makes me wonder if there are more female acts out there that aren't just that, that uh, siloed into that pop slot that mm-hmm. you're talking about mm-hmm. that might be about to make a break, mm-hmm. you know? Like maybe there are more country acts or more hip-hop acts that there's a growing desire among listeners for those acts, and uh, it's entirely possible that we're going to start seeing more traction yeah. for women in those genres. Um, and... You know, lastly, I, you know, you did also like an all genres approach too when it came to like the top five markets and and um, you know their their distribution across the different genres, gender wise. Um, and you do have a bit of a background in East Asian studies, is that correct? I do, yeah. So yeah. I was so if you look at the at the chart uh, for for people that haven't seen it, um, Japan totally stands out. Um, U.S., Germany, Britain, France, uh, all 24% or less female, but in Japan, uh, 32% female. So I was kind of curious, are there any kind of cultural or historical reasons you think behind that? Or are we trying to infer too much maybe? But I, I, I was just curious if anything maybe kind of connected there with you. Yeah, well, so the, my, the time that I spent studying East Asian languages and cultures was mostly Japanese. And oh, Japan, sweet. so uh, it works really well Man, for this. Okay. Uh, but so when I saw that trend, the the first thing I thought was idol culture in Japan, where uh. you know people people love these idols, and there's a huge cultural phenomenon that they're. I mean, we kind of have that in the U.S., I guess, with like female pop stars, but mm-hmm. I I feel like Japan dials that up to an eleven, yeah, uh, in a way that some European countries in the U.S. don't. And so... And by idol, could you break that out a little bit more? Because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've, we've got our Beyonce's, we've got our Barbara Streisand's, but I, I think I know what you're talking about because I, I, I'm a big, like, K-pop fan, for example, which yeah. I think, you know, is feeds into a lot of the J-pop. And, um, but, like, what does that really mean for people who might not be familiar with, like, East Asian, like, idolness? Because it's, like, this whole thing. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. That's yeah, like fair. kind of asking like what it means. What is happiness <laughs> or something? Fair, uh, fair. I think a lot of people try to define it and and aren't sure. But uh, speaking really broadly, there are these mixtures of like it's music, it's dance, but it's also just being like a social influencer or a celebrity. And there are these pers- people 
become personalities that then people follow. Like you start to transcend like whatever art form you maybe first came in with. Like before you know it, people are just they just want you whatever form that may take. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And so that gives you maybe a wider spread than just being a musician would right. be, or just being a dancer right. or something right. like that. Yeah. A good diversification portfolio for the artist as well, right? They can get into movies, they can get into, you know, adverts or... Yeah, definitely. Like different, definitely. Yeah. different verticals as well. Okay, so, and just to wrap up, Josh, um, th this is getting into the, the philosophical a awesome. bit. But I, I, Let's think, go I, there. I think this, is, this could be part of your wheelhouse as well as, you know, like this idea of, you know, we don't have the data necessarily to know how what is the total amount of male artists that are out there and female artists out there right like like there's a there's a, this one assumption on on one side of the coin that you know if it's 80% male musicians and 20% female musicians that are straight up in the market period then that's what the chart should reflect so you know this idea of i mean we don't have that data but it's almost like you know, should we be going? Let's let's assume there is an inequality, just straight up period in the market available. You know, should that be what we want to see in the charts? Still, at what if it's let's let's say eighty twenty? Um, you know, one way or another, or should we strive to do fifty fifty? Like, should we strive? And when I say we strive, you know, should we try to equal out, you know, gender imbalances, you know, when we curate playlists or when we try to promote one artist over another, when we have a limited, you know, marketing budget, you know, as a label per se, or if I'm an artist manager, you know, should I take on X amount of clients in, in you know, that are female or versus male? Um, you know, is that something we should shoot for in terms of being more egalitarian um, or should we try to kind of keep with whatever you know you know imbalances that you know currently exist in the market yeah well uh, so we're ending on a light question that's good <laughs> um, I you know there's a lot there so maybe what I'll say is my reaction is that um, I think that there's probably more, and I, I guess I hope, that there's more room for gender equality in music than we're experiencing right now, and that that's like what audiences want. And I think I come to that because looking at like the country music uh, distribution, like I grew up listening to these like amazing, awesome female country singers like Patsy Cline and Patti Loveless and the Judds and they have these like killer tracks that like I'm still listening to on my playlist like this week and then I look at the charts and it seems like uh, the country music scene is like a really male dominated scene right now yeah, yeah. but there's lots of examples of like very successful female acts in that space also so I'm hopeful that you know going forward and looking at, at some of the trends this seems to be the case too that um that there are people out there that are like hungry for those acts and that if they were given the chance, uh, they would, you know, like consume that kind of music. And then that empowers other people to, to be that musician. Mm -hmm. and how cool, how cool for people on both sides of that table. Then. Mm -hmm. Right on. Right on. Cool. Um, so I think we'll just, we'll, we'll put a pin in it right there for now. Cool. Um, we're, yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing lots of more interesting kind of like looks into like the culture underneath the, uh, the, the business numbers that we do usually here at Chartmetric. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for it. Yeah, cool. We are too. Um, all right, cool. So uh, I guess that's it. Uh, well, you'll be hearing more from Josh and reading more from Josh uh, in the very near future. So 
look forward to that. Um, happy Friday, everybody, and have a great weekend. And you too, Josh. All right. Thanks for having me. That's it for this segment of the Music Charts Gender Gap in this discussion of our Chartmetric article. Please check it out when you get a chance. That's it for your daily data dump for Friday, April 19th, 2019. This is Jason and Josh from Chartmetric. Free accounts are available at app.chartmetric.com slash signup. And article links and show notes are at a new website, podcast.chartmetric.com. Happy Friday. Have a lovely weekend. Bye.